The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. We are glad to have you with us today. This is a, the post-boot camp edition. Jim, isn't it? Isn't it? Is that what you'd say? The post? We, it seems like we just left. Oh, it does. <laughs> it does. It just seems like a couple days ago. In studio today, there's myself and uh, Big Jim, which is versus the other Big Jim. And... <laughs> Uh, Jim and Andy Howard's going to chime in with us today, our producer, and maybe my son Eli, if I can convince him to. But we're going to be talking about just our experiences at boot camp. Um, Before we go to any clips, what's some of your guys' thoughts on this last boot camp that we just had this past weekend? Andy, you have any thoughts on it? Uh, um, As always, boot camp, um, it's it's unique each time, but each time you can tell God touches men's hearts. And with the... uh, with the individuals you had there who had had some tough times in their life, um, you know, you could tell that God really had done something. And, you know, it's amazing sometimes how you can take a, a group of disparate guys who don't know each other and you throw them in together and you let them um, learn together, play together, and how they come together. And it, you become like a family in a short week or a short four days. We do. We do. Howard, what about you? What's some of your thoughts from the boot camp initially from this last weekend? I was just amazed at the interaction of high school students, um, men from the rescue mission, and those of us who claim to be normal that are the master posers. <laughs> well, yeah, we're various degrees of normal. Who exactly claimed to be normal? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know. Jim, what about you? The, the big thing for me, and uh, in our rap, in our show from the boot camp this last weekend, we had heard from a lot of the folks that have been there the first time. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that impressed me is how, I don't even know how many I've been to, but with a couple in Colorado and at least eight or nine of ours, there's never been a time I've been to a boot camp where I didn't have an encounter with God. Yeah, Some of them were life-changing mm-hmm. that you know, totally rerouted me. Others have just been wonderful hugs for my father but there's never been a time i haven't had that kind of encounter at one of the boot camps eli do you want to chime in about boot camp no just not nothing okay we'll try again later <laughs> for me uh, boot camp was really pretty special as well just to see as you guys said the, these guys that have never really heard some of these things just see that you know god peel back the layers and, and have them start to you know heal some wounds kind of come alive Again, it was really special for me because I had a couple people there from my work, and it was nice to, to have those guys there. And, you know, now we have the, to talk about uh-huh. as we see each other, you know, and reflect on and kind of just help each other along this path. Right. And I want to go to a clip. Um, this is one the longer clip we'll play today. There's, there's three clips we may get to. It depends how much we talk. But uh, this is from City Slickers, and, and this is guys talking about their best day and their worst day. And let's listen if we can hear any type of wound from any of these guys, as we talked about on the radio before. What is the best day of your life? You mean ever? Yeah, best day ever in your whole life. And you can't do when your kids were born. That's too easy. 
I got one. I'm seven years old, and my dad takes me to Yankee Stadium. My first game. We're going in this long, dark tunnel underneath the stands. And I'm holding his hand, and we come up out of the tunnel into the light. It was huge. How green the grass was, brown dirt, and that great green copper roof, remember? We had a black and white TV, so this was the first game I ever saw in color. Sat there the whole game next to my dad. Taught me how to keep score. Mickey hit one out. Good day. I still have the program. All right, what was, what was the worst day you ever had? Worst day. A couple of years ago, Barbara finds a lump. What? You never said anything. Yeah, well, you know, it turned out to be nothing, but that whole day was... Yeah, but that was a good day. How? Because it turned out to be nothing. Yeah, but the whole day until then was horrible. Yeah, but it came out good. You're real. <laughs> the glass is half empty kind of a guy, you know that? I don't know how Barbara can stand it. Yeah. All right, I got one. My best day. This isn't the one about Arlene and that loose step, is it? No. No, my wedding day. Yeah, remember that day? Outdoor wedding. Arlene looked great. Those water pills really worked. <laughs> you guys were all smiling at me, and my dad, in the front, gives me a little wink. You know? I mean, he's not the warmest of men, but he winked. You know, I was the first one of us to get married and have a real job, and I remember thinking, I'm grown up. You know, I'm, I, I'm not a goofball anymore. I made it. I felt like a man. It's the best day of my life. What was your worst day? Every day since is a tie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ed, your best day. What is it? No, I don't want to play. Well, we did it. I don't feel like it. Okay. I'm 14 and my mother and father are fighting again. You know, because she caught him again. Caught him. This time the girl drove by the house to pick him up. And I finally realized he wasn't just cheating on my mother. He was cheating on us. So I told him. I said, you're bad to us. We don't love you. I'll take care of my mother and my sister. We don't need you anymore. And he made like he was going to hit me, but I didn't budge. Then he turned around and he left never bother us again but I took care of my mother and my sister from that day on that's my best day what was your worst day same day yeah that's uh that's a tough one to listen to you got uh, Ed obviously mm-hmm. had a very tough time Andy you were there for that that clip mm-hmm. it's one I don't think we've ever used it at boot mm-hmm. camp I think we may have used it on the radio before versions of it right. but this was done during the wound talk, mm-hmm. and so can you kind of help people understand what was kind of going on then during that talk and why this clip is kind of relevant? Yeah, I think I think we all feel like um, when things don't turn out the way we want them to, you know, that those those wounds or those things that happen, those things that are the bad part of your life that make a, they're like a monument in your life that, you know, you feel like, can I go on from here or is not anything else good? And that just gives you a balance of the good and the bad and the extreme. And even the one, the last one, which kind of impacted me, I knew he was going to say that. 
the best day of his life was when he ran off his dad. Well, the worst day of his life was when he ran off his dad because it's, you know, even though he had solved the problem with his family and um, the way that his dad treated him, um, it, it's, he still lost something. And that was like me. I had, I had a father that kind of not really walked away. It was just the situation where he left. But, um, you know, you, even something that was uh, hard, to, hard to deal with on a daily basis, um, whenever you lose something like that, it, it really impacts, you know, your life. Yeah, and if you watch that movie, which it's a great movie about the masculine journey, mm-hmm. it's it's really kind it of full of that stuff. There's some language in it, mm-hmm. which you would figure with a right. Billy Crystal movie or movies <laughs> of that era. And uh, but you know, Ed, if you if you know his story in the movie, he has a lack of he has a hard time committing. Mm-hmm. You know, is there any mm-hmm. wonder that he has a hard time committing when that was part of his history? Right. Now, Jim, you you've done counseling with people, you know, off and on for a long time. Can, have you seen how that woundedness has kind of played out in relationships? It's almost, I don't know that I've ever had a counseling situation that didn't come out of wounding, Mm -hmm. whether it was a father wound, whether it was a spouse that had betrayed them. Every time somebody comes for help, it's before, I mean, it's after they've really needed the input. And if we could get to where we go to a, trusted friend, a pastor, somebody that things are rough right now Mm -hmm. as opposed to the wound. But as far as the father wound, I don't think there are any, well, there aren't many men that don't have serious father wounds. Yeah, not many women either that don't carry some of that or a mother wound along the way. And I've never been one, you know, initially when I was going to get married, I thought, eh, premarital counseling. Who kind of needs it? But everybody brings baggage in. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think you don't have the eyes to see that, but we've all had wounded parts in our past mm-hmm. that cause us to make uh, an agreement you know, along the way, and then that affects mm-hmm. how we live out through that it agreement, is. doesn't it? Absolutely. In our church, we have a seven-week premarital counseling course that they have to go through or they don't get married at our church. And on the few times we've made exceptions, they've been disasters. Yeah, it just doesn't seem to want to you got to get in and dig with those issues. Uh-huh. You know, I know that uh, I wished I would have learned some of this st- stuff early in my life. It was great for me to have Eli there at his age and, and before him, Caleb, because that's going to put a lot better foundation than I ever had uh-huh. walking into those years. Yeah. You know, Andy, I'm sure yeah. you wished you would have had the, some of this information then. Yeah, absolutely. We are a product of what we've experienced. I think that's so people like to make it out like it's our personality. I don't believe it as much as... It's what's happened to us and how we've responded and how we remember those things. And, you know, um, um, you know, just the, the wounds, you just you never really feel like you need to do it. You slap the band. I say this all the time. You set, we've slapped the Band-Aid of salvation on our problem, and we've moved on, and we felt like that was the uh, noble thing to do, the warrior thing to do. But it, we have to get down to the wounds to really be able to heal. Yeah, and when we come back, we're going to actually see a warrior that's had some wounding and see someone that kind of calls out that in him. And that was one of the clips that you used, Jim. That's right. And it's, uh, I don't know how long we have to talk about it beforehand, but it is speaking to the fact that we all have a warrior heart. Mm -hmm. And his brother has been killed. He wants revenge, but he's in no shape to get that. And uh, we'll sort of set the clip up now, but... He meets a mentor 
that Mm -hmm. leads them into becoming a true warrior and a man that has integrity. Yeah, you know, God's in our world, you know, God sent somebody into the person's life to help them get through where they were and take them to that better place. You know, and it's a great clip. It's from uh, The Mask of Zorro, and when we come back, we're going to play that. But, Howard, uh, before we go to break, wounding and boot camp, has that been a big uh, eye-opening thing for you? Definitely. Uh, Just the things we all have to live with. Absolutely. When we come back, we're going to talk about that warrior heart that you have, how we need to be trained up in that, and what it looks like when we finally walk with God into those battles that we're all called to do. Go to maskandjourneyradio.org, and you can register for the fall boot camp. That's already up, and that's in November. I don't remember the dates right now, but I'll uh, go to maskandjourneyradio.org to check it out. Hi, this is Sam with Mask on Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. Are you wondering what God has for you in 2017? Well, one thing's for sure. I know he wants you to have your heart back. There is an opportunity for men that's coming up. Listen to what it did for Andy. Masculine Journey Boot Camp experience showed me I could truly hear from God and that I could experience Him on a daily basis. Only $169 or make five payments of $33. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today. MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today for the fall boot camp. I know we just finished the spring boot camp, but it's never too early to do it now one of the things that we see you know for either one of you guys andy or jim that, that if you don't really kind of book that and plan it mm-hmm. life kind of gets in the way doesn't yeah. it yep even if you do it sometimes <laughs> gets in the way. Yeah, well i know there's lots of guys that i talk to throughout the the year that say oh yeah i'm going to the next mm-hmm. one i'm going to the next one and if you don't plan for it right life's going to happen yep. yeah yeah i've had i've had that with a couple different friends and and you you really almost the best thing to do is go ahead sign up pay money not because the, the money is a big thing, but it at least makes you commit. It does. So. It, it changes how you um, are engaged in that. Right. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And and we are going to have the payment structure back up there if you want to make payments right. over time, so you can break it down over you know a few months. Mm-hmm. It makes it a lot easier for people. And so, if you have any questions on that, you can go to our website. There's contact information there to get a hold of any of the guys on the team. And uh, please do that. Maskandjourneyradio.org. But back to our clip, Jim. Now, this is from the Mask of Zorro. And can you quickly set it back up? We have Alejandro, who is an- Antonio Mendes. Yeah, him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible with, art, <laughs> with actors' names. But he has had his brother killed by a soldier. And he was a thief. He and his brother were thieves. But he is bent on revenge. But where we pick up this clip, he's in a bar getting drunk and has run out of money. So that's where we're going into this. And he's going to meet Don Diego. It's none of your business. Where did you get it? 
was my brother's. He's dead. I'm sorry. You're sorry? Why should you be sorry? You should not trade something like that for a mere glass of whiskey. Why not? You think I could get two? <laughs> <laughs> That's the man looking my brother. You're drunk and you're angry, no condition to fight a professional soldier. Get out of my way, old man. Would you care to try again? Oh. You're welcome. For what? Saving your life. I would have killed him. No, not today. He is trained to kill. You seem trained to drink. Yes, my friend, you would have fought very bravely and died very quickly. You then would avenge your brother. I would have found a way. I've never lost a fight. Except to a crippled old man just now. What is your name? You know, there is a saying, a very old saying, when the pupil is ready, the master will appear. Now, if you want to kill this man, I can help you, and I can teach you how, how to move, how to think, how to take your revenge with honor, and live to celebrate it. It will take dedication, it will take time. So, Jim, that was a, a clip that you felt compelled to, to use, and it's a great clip for what you were talking about. Can you help talk a little bit about that? We were talking about the warrior stage and opened with all men are created in God's image and God is a warrior. Mm-hmm. And so we are all built to be warriors, to fight the good fight, to fight for the right, although we often turn that against others. But one of the uh, scriptures that hit me three times, which sort of made it clear that this was what I was supposed to talk about, was Judges 6, 12. And it said, The angel of the Lord appeared to him, and this is Gideon, and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. And the Hebrew word for that is Gibor. And that same scripture is where God is described as a Gibor, or Giborim, which is the plural. And that Time, at that time, Gideon is hiding in a hole in a valley to avoid being seen threshing wheat so he won't have it stolen from him. And this angel of the Lord, which is a Christophany, you know, Jesus showing up before being born of Mary, during this time, he is not a Gibor. He is anything but. And after having this announced to him by God, literally, you know, mighty man of war, he immediately starts whining and saying, you know, God, why haven't you done something? Uh, And he, throughout the initial stages of Gideon's growth into the becoming the warrior that he was meant to be, he is constantly challenging God. 
I mean, we we look at the laying out the fleece. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good thing to do. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. should follow him. But God showed up just like Don Diego in this clip at the appropriate time to help him become the man he was created to be. Yeah, and, and we're all warriors. And you may be out there mm-hmm. saying, well, no, I'm, I'm not really. I'm just kind of passive or, you know, no, that's not mm-hmm. my son. You know, he, he's not that way. Look at anything that's competition, and I promise you, you will see at some point that warrior heart come up. It doesn't matter if it's checkers, right? I've had my boys fight over checkers before, I think. Um, definitely uh, over other things. Or it could be uh, putt-putt golf, right, Howard? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Howard used to do that competitively. He was very good at that. Wow. You know, and so that's just something that's, you know, where I can go compete. I can go do this. And that's part of that warrior's heart of standing up and that's just some of that training to go into there's a lot of injustice in the world to fight and to throw in another plug for going to the boot camp camp comp <laughs> uh we had a wonderful time on saturday shooting each other yeah and i was quite proud as an old man of taking out a bunch of young bucks now yeah, i was taken out a few times myself but the being in that combat, although it was a friendly one, situation is invigorating. And it mm-hmm. does get our heart pumping as physically as well as emotionally. Oh, it was amazing. It was so fun to watch. Andy and I were kind of just sitting on the bench doing right. timing. Mm-hmm. But it was hilarious. You and Robbie kind of yeah. going at it. And <laughs> just the guys in general, you know, mm-hmm. I'll try to get a couple of pictures up on the website. But one guy found an old dead Christmas tree. <laughs> And was carrying it around as a shield, and he'd run down the he'd run down the path and stop all of a sudden and get behind the tree like it was standing there. It was the funniest stuff. It was. You know, it, it was. we learned that you got creativity. Make, you got to make rules about everything, or yeah, guys just right. make up their own rules. You know, but that was a, a fun time. Now, is it true that at the next boot camp we're actually going to take video cameras out and I'm going to provide play by play for uh, the the. Uh, you know, yeah, paintball competition, and uh, of course the disc golf. Yeah, this this was airsoft, and and your announcing would have been Robbie's down again, <laughs> Robbie's shot again. That would have just been a consistent thing. Right. And so that that teaches Robbie for not being here today. We yeah. could kind of poke fun at him, but it was actually the truth, wasn't it? Andy? It was. I mean, he he set a record for being killed. Yeah, well, I, I, don't know I asked him good. how many times I had killed him, right. and, I, and I was said oh, twelve to fifteen. He said, "No, it was at least twenty. Yeah, uh, we at least need to set like the nine lives rule, like cats. You know, yeah. if you're down nine times, you're dead." Robbie would have been out in the first 10 minutes of the game. He, uh, he had the funniest strategy, and we'll talk about that another time. But uh, it was good. I want to go to another clip, and this is uh, from Glory. And this is some guys that have uh, learned to walk with God. It's, it's a story of the Civil War, Jim. You, you're familiar with it. Can you set it up a yeah, little bit? This is the 54th Massachusetts, which was one of the first black regiments. And it was all black regiments in the North were led by white officers. And this is the story of that unit, and they showed very well. But these men were, most of them, recently freed slaves. And this clip has them around the campfire after they've been in training, and they are preparing for battle. Tomorrow, we go into battle. So, Lordy, let me fight with the rifle in one hand. And good, good book in the other. Yeah. 
that if I should die at the muzzle of the rifle, die on water or on land, I may know that you, blessed Jesus Almighty, are with me. We see you. And I have no fear. Amen. Amen. stand before you this evening to say thank you. And we thank you, Father, for your grace and your many blessings. Now, I run off and left all my youngins and my kinfolk in bondage. So I'm standing here this evening, Heavenly Father, to ask your blessings on all of us. So that if tomorrow is our great getting up morning, uh, if tomorrow we have to meet the judgment day, uh, Heavenly Father, we want you to let our folks know uh, that we died facing the enemy. We want them to know that we went down standing up amongst those that are fighting against our pressure. We want them to know, Heavenly Father, that we died for freedom. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, that was pretty cool. You know, we do have a boot camp coming up, and, and I have Eli in front of the mic, which he's not real happy with me at the moment. But Eli, when is that boot camp that we have coming up in November? Um, it is on the 9th through the 12th. The 9th through the 12th. And so would you recommend that people come to the boot camp? Yes, it is a very amazing experience. I've been to two but i kind of went to one and a half because i wasn't there a couple of days yeah you were on a, a, a school trip but uh are you gonna be at the next one yes yeah it, it is life-changing it doesn't matter if you're eli's age my age jim's age <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> or even robbie's age and so it does make a difference in your life and god steps in every time as jim said and has something special for you whether you're preparing a talk you're just you're being a part of the, the crowd whatever that is he always has something especially for you. And we really thank him for this last boot camp and the lives that were changed, including ours. Go to maskandjourneyradio.org to register for the next boot camp, November 9th through the 12th. Have a good day.